Hi, O'Neill Scott here, loving dogs and their people. Okay, this is my fourth time tonight recording this. Let's hope it works this time. So, hi. I've got a friend, and he's got an adorable little Labrador puppy. She's just charming and beautiful. And he was gone for a week and came back, and he's surprised by her behavior changes. A little bit alarmed, too. So she's pulling on the lead. She, she wasn't doing that last week. Just running right out to the end and pulling. Before, she was happy to trot right along next to her dad. So what's that all about? And then number two, she's jumping on people. That's brand new. What's that? He's just like, hey, and what do I do? How do I handle this? I smiled and said, well, how old is your puppy? She's 12 weeks. She just turned 12 weeks old. Ah, that is the dominance period. Your puppy just entered it. So now when you know that, does it make sense that she ran right out there to the end of the lead and that she's jumping on people saying, I know you love me and you're going to give me attention? That all makes sense now, doesn't it? Let's talk about this. The dominance period is from three to four months. And so you know, as your puppy is growing, it's just like kids, that they have different growth periods and different things happen. This comes up, that happens. All these changes, physically, emotionally, mentally, that as we're growing, we're, we're changing, we're expanding, we're testing, we're um, sometimes hurting, you know, like when they're cutting their adult teeth. Or when large breed dogs grow too fast, their bones hurt. So we want to pay attention to the growth stages because then that can help really calm things down for you. It's not confusing. Your dog's not being disobedient and troublesome. Your dog's going through a growth stage. It's totally normal. Now, what are the ways that I handle it? What do I do? What do I not do? You know, let's talk about it. So we're going to talk about the dominance period right now. The dominance period is where the pup solidifies their social position. Mm -hmm. They're going, hey, how do I fit in? And they'll begin testing their place in the world during this time. And some of that testing isn't like, you might have a shy dog, but typically the puppies are like, Calabunga, hey, you know, they're right out there just going for it. They have nothing to lose. It's in the, it's where that stage is. Their hormones are going, go for it. And they are. So you might have a lot, you know, they might be real mouthy. They might be pulling at the end of their lead. They might be jumping on people. They may be doing different behaviors that just all of a sudden just come out of nowhere or they were little and now they're big. The term that I like is that they tend to become emboldened. And that's and that basically is what it is. And this is a period of very fast physical growth. I mean, you can wa almost watch it every day. It's like, you're bigger. So there's some do's and don'ts that we mentioned. So let's look at the do's. You want to make sure that you're 
treating your pup as an individual dog. So if, if your puppies are still with a litter, you want to separate them out. And they shouldn't be sleeping in a big puppy pile. At night, they be, should be sleeping in their own crate. And they are all training and grooming sessions should be individual and not part of a, a herd mentality. And for you as an individual with your puppy at home with you, you also want to make sure that they are being treated as an individual, even, even though there may be older dogs there or other siblings, that everybody is treated as an individual and getting that one-on-one -on -one time. Again, this is a pretty critical period, and this is one month. You're just going to focus like this. And you want to introduce behavioral dominance exercises, which is like alphabetizing yourself and your family. So if you have, it's just you and the puppy, that's going to be one thing. But if you have you, a spouse, kids, other animals, the other animals will do their part. But you want to just help them know where they fit in to the family. And I like to do it where it's soft so that, and it's soft throughout the day. And so your, your puppy is just being reminded, this is your position. This is your position. This is your position. So it's not a big, a big thing. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to be overpowering. You don't have to be tough. That would be just like unnecessary. Just soft. So as examples, I, I know that we are very, we are the most powerful beings to dogs because we, first of all, we have opposable thumbs. We have all the good stuff. It's all ours. And we just decide to share it. Like I decide to share opening that door, putting you on a leash, open that door, and we could go for a walk that you enjoy. It's not going to happen if I don't open up that door and take you out, right? And the food in the kitchen, that's my food. And I'm going to choose to feed you, but I'm going to eat first and then I'm going to feed you because the leader eats first, right? And the toys, well, those are my toys. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to bring them out and let you play with them. And then I'm going to take them away from you and put them up. And if you get a little too excited about me re removing one toy, well, I'm going to for sure like put that up high and maybe in a drawer. And we'll just give you some other toys because all the toys are mine. That dog bed that you like to sleep on right in front of that window because the sun shines on it and that's your spot. Well, I'm going to give you a rug now and I'm going to move you over here to a little shadier spot and I'm going to let you have that for a while. And maybe your dog bowl sits over here off to the side where you can eat quietly and you're not disturbed. Hmm. Well, we're going to change that. We're going to put you out in the middle of the kitchen. And I'm, I'm just going to give you a little bit of food at a time so that you're not dining quietly someplace. All these changes, the reason that I'm doing them, first, they're soft. Number two, they're teaching the dog that that's not my place. That's not my bed. Those aren't my toys. I don't demand to go outside. And I don't, that's not my bowl and my food. So by making these changes, 
your dog looks to you for the empowered grand being that you are that deserves respect. And they're happy to give it. And by just being steady throughout the day with this soft messaging, you get it. A little bit more about the meals. When you are feeding your puppy, a lot of, okay, a lot of, I don't know if I mentioned this because I'm recording it for the fourth time, that a lot of the methods that I implement are preventative so that there aren't problems. Their problems don't develop, which is a lot easier than getting problem behaviors that you now, that be, develop and become a problem and then you have to try to fix them. So prevention is so much easier and everybody's happier. And it's, and it's gentler and loving. And so let's go with that, right? So let's talk about food. Because have you ever heard the stories about a dog is over there eating and some child goes over and sticks their hand in it or some, you know, grandma goes over there just to pick the bowl up and they get bit. Because to that dog, that's my dining area, that's my bowl, and that's my food, and you are not allowed here. Okay, that would be dominance. And the dog was allowed to get to that. So when I'm feeding them in the middle of the kitchen or any place that I have the dog perform, I pick the bowl up, um, and I have them perform something that they know, like Fritz, sit, prepare the meal. I only put in like a fourth or one-fifth of the food. Good sit, set the bowl down, good sit, okay. And the dog can come eat. And if the dog leaps out, I pull the bowl back up, and we just keep being patient until the dog will sustain a sit. Let me put the bowl down, good sit reward the good the reward for the good behavior that I want is that you now get to have this bowl with this food that's mine and then when they finish that one-fourth or one-fifth of the food they gobble it right up and they're looking at you like well you know what's the deal here then you can either pick the bowl up and repeat the process and put the next section of food in and then put the bowl down and go through that behavior or you can say the dog finishes and now you take the next portion of food and you bring it down either a spoon or a cup or your hand and bring it down and put it in the food bowl, the empty food bowl. So now what you are doing is your hand becomes welcome near the food bowl because that hand is bringing good things. So instead of somebody coming to steal his food, it's like, oh, you're bringing me something. So it's, I look forward to it and it's exciting and positive when a human hand gets near my food bowl, which not even my food bowl, let me correct myself, near the food bowl. Do you see how significant that is and, and how that dog is going to look at it? Okay. And we talked about your puppy eats after you eat, moving your dog's sleeping zones, about food and toys. Um, next, continue socialization. Very important. You want to socialize your dog every single day, preferably a new person every single day. And that you want a variety. You want children, 
teenagers, adult men, adult women, seniors, um, just every kind of thing. People with beards, bald people, loud people, quiet people, um, people who smell <laughs> like they work at a pizza joint, people who wear too much perfume, um, people who just are unique. So that they're just like, there. there's just so many different kinds of people and they're all really great because when they're meeting those people, those people are training the dog and treating the dog. So you take your dog's food and you put it in a baggie and then put that baggie in that person's hand and said, here, just have him do things. He sits, he downs, he stays, he rolls over, does belly rubs and comes. And then you also get to have him stand for examination. And so people are learning, this is what a great puppy is. The puppy's learning, I'll do all these things for you because you're going to give me this great stuff. The food, I'm getting fed my kibble. You don't have to do special treats. They'll do it for kibble or, or whatever you're feeding them. Even if it's, if it's you know, homemade or, or raw, you know, just wash your hands afterwards. And so you're, you're socializing your puppy that there's a whole lot of different kinds of people out there and I can be happy and perform for all of them. Then you also want to take them to new places so that they're, they're exposed to all this and around other animals. So socialization is really important. In fact, I would, I pretty much think that's good all the time. If you could, if you could introduce your dog to something new every day, that'd be awesome. You also want to do obedience training and manners and good behaviors. And, and you should be doing this already. And now you've probably been doing it from the quiet, comfort, distraction-free of your inside your house, like a hallway or the living room or in the solitary backyard. But now you want to start adding just a little bit of distraction. So maybe you step out in your front yard onto the porch when it's really early when there's hardly anybody else out there. Because when you make any slight little change, when they're that young in training, any little distraction is gonna, it's, it's, you have to work through it. It's like, they're like, you could put a brand new toy on the floor in the living room and snap the leash on your dog and start just doing the basic training you do every single day, all the time, the dog knows it, and now the dog doesn't do it. Because there's a brand new toy on the floor! <laughs> you know, you go back, there's a squirrel! So there's all these little ways and you're just, okay, we're just, okay, we're going to do it and just keep doing it. And that, and as over time, you're going to start adding more distractions, but start just with little. And a good tip here is distance is your friend. Slow is your friend and distance is your friend. Don't try to race through things and don't try to get close to things. Stay away from them and move slowly and get your dog's focus, and you'll be more successful, okay? The recall is so important. That's where you call your dog to come to you, and you want to practice this every single day, several times a day. You can do it in the house. You can run and you can hide in a closet or on the far side of a bed or anything and call your dog to you, and when they come, I like to have my dog come to me and sit and look at me and then I love them up and and it's always positive either love or we run into a game or a, a toy 
or they get a treat or their dinner, but you want to make it really positive and then they you just hold them for a second, not physically hold them. It's like, good, come, good, come. How wonderful they are and okay and give them their freedom. That's that's really important. Positive seconds freedom. What you're teaching them, and then you can also do that. I'm just using that one example in the house, but you can do that all over. And sometimes you just want to do it only with a leash, so you can always ensure that it's going to be completed when they're before they become reliable to be off lead. The point of this that's really important is that your dog is learning that to come to you is always a good thing. It's safe. It's fun. It's wonderful. Great things happen when they come to you. Only great things. So that means you don't call your dog in from the backyard and put him in a crate because you're going to leave to go to work. Okay? Because in the dog's mind, that's no longer fun. And that was dirty pool. And the next time you call me to come, I'm probably going to stand out that yard and think about it. Okay? So you want to make sure that in your dog's mind, it's really awesome. If you go to parks and your dog is having a grand time, kind of move around in the area, call your dog to you. Your dog comes to you, sits, good, come, good, come, pet, 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 or here, have a little treat. Okay, and walk away. And your dog can run back in and have their fun. And you just do that over here and over there, moving around. So your dog learns. It's like, hey, I got to step away a second. My person's calling me. And he comes running over. Wonderful things happen. You keep him for seconds and you let him go. So now they're learning anytime, anywhere. You are a really great one to respond to on command. Have you seen those people where they're at the park and they're chasing their dog and they're going... Shelby, come! Shelby, come! And just chasing, chasing this dog. It was running, running, running. Well, that dog didn't learn that it was wonderful to come to them. And your dog is going to be going into some fear stages soon. And, and if they get frightened, you want to be able to say their name, come. And they're going to run to you because you're safe, good things happen, and it's wonderful. Because if you're not those, when something scary happens to them, they're not going to come to you. They're going to run. And that's a really scary situation that's avoidable. So the recall, practice it often, is really, really important. Okay, those were all the do's. And there's a lot more, but these are the key ones I want to talk about tonight. Then the don'ts. I know I just introduced this as a game, but during this stage, this dominant period, no tug-of-war games. <laughs> I know it's kind of confusing, but not at this time. Because that's all about wrestling and maybe growling. And, and, and it's at this point, it, it might have been fun a couple weeks ago, but now it's not because now it's serious to your dog. So you just don't, just don't do it. And you don't allow your pup to chase, play chasing games with kid at all. No, no children, even if the children are loving it, no, not now. Because you can put in some unhealthy habits 
real easily during this period. And why? 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 Just don't do it. And don't allow your dog to sleep in bed with you. I know that it's gonna, some people are going to be snorting at this one. It's like, my dog sleeps with me all the time. This period is where you're setting your dog up to say, this is how you fit into our family unit. The leader's bed, the human leader's bed, is the most powerful place in the house, hands down. And if you just plop your dog up there while they're going through their dominant stage, they can get delusions of grandeur that they are the leader. And now you're going to have the problem. And I've seen this. I've, I've been in many homes where now they can't get the dog off the bed and the dog will bite them because, well, because they're the leader and they're entitled. Because if you get this dog that thinks they're the, a leader, it's there's a whole lot of unpleasant things that happen to people because they unwittingly find themselves in this. So just remember we talked about those little small things that you do throughout the day just to let the dog know that you're the leader and that they're not. Don't put them on the bed. In my home, I don't let any any dogs on any of my furniture. Not unless on the rare occasion when I invite them up. But the reasoning why is the home dogs help train the dogs who come in for training. So we want to be consistent. And then the second thing is when the dogs are being trained by me, I'm training them to have a wonderful life and be welcome everywhere. So I'm going to train them to be around children, senior ladies with thin skin, loud men, particular women. <laughs> Those are all typecasting, I'm sorry. Um, but so that when they come in someplace, they're going to have these excellent manners. And people notice that and they go, oh my gosh, our dog has got outstanding manners. Look at that obedience. It's excellent. Now, wouldn't you rather have that than you're not welcome here and we don't want you or your dog here or you can come over but your dog can't? I actually get people say, hey, can your dog come down, go on vacation with us because we just love your dog. I was like, oh, and you can come along too. So, that's just my two cents worth is that if you set your dog up to have the manner, skills, and obedience to fit into the world in their place, and that doesn't mean later they can't be um, developed into a role of a seeing eye dog or a protection dog or any number of other roles. What it means is that you're you're raising a healthy dog that's centered, that fits in, and will have a good quality life. And they don't have to be an all-star, you know, a million people loving them on social media. Because you can just have the best dog. So, yeah, that's the uh, don't sleep on the furniture or don't get on the furniture piece. But that's just my personal opinion. And, and another very important note, and I think I started with this, that if you are, you have a couple dogs that are or puppies that are about the same age, either from the same litter, first of all, don't do that. And if you have 
puppies in the same age, but they're not from the same litter, you want to make sure that you're training them each individually. And preferably to start off with where they don't even see each other. Remember we were talking about the distractions? If you have a if you have one puppy that you're working with, the other one's going to be a major distraction and wanting to be a major distraction because they were like, no, we're together, we're together, and you're the outsider. So you want to make sure that you, you work with them isolated one at a time to get in the training and then they're the new added distraction a little bit at a time at that distance, right? And take your time and go slow and focus. So those are all the things for that one month of dominance period. <laughs> That's all. Have fun. If you have other questions that we haven't addressed, jump on over to angeldoginc.com and the blog. I'll have this up. You can put comments, questions, and we can have a discussion. And um, just enjoy this period of life with your puppy because it's so brief and it's going to go by really, really fast. And you want to take advantage of every moment to help your puppy's formation really serve him or her for their whole life in any situation. Okay, thank you.